0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Zayer and Kelly Fox. Hello
2: and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and we are here talking step number four, compassion. And we are doing this a little on, a little on the fly tonight. Uh, I left Terry's a little late, so I'm not home just yet. Um, and so Terry's working the computer, and I'm not sure if she has opened the mics. Is anyone here with me?
0: Can you hear me?
2: I hear you now.
0: Uh, okay. I think they're
2: open. They're red. All right. So, welcome, Terry. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fine, thanks.
2: All right. And we have our special guest on tonight. Please welcome Heather. Is Heather
0: here? Shows to three people.
2: Heather, we can't hear you.
0: No, she's gone now.
2: Oh. Maybe something's going on with her system. Hopefully she'll call back in and we'll be able to talk with her. So, Terry.
1: Huh? I think I uh, picked her off. There. Oh, I think can you hear me? On. There you go. Hello? Hi, can you hear me?
2: Yeah, we can hear you now. Welcome to the show. Okay, great. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. I was online a little early. I wonder if that jammed things up. But I'm so happy to connect with you guys tonight.
2: Yes. We are so happy to have you here. So please introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us what is what it is that you get to do and who is it that you get to serve.
1: Awesome. Well, my name's Heather Eck and I'm an artist based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I have a gift of art that I, uh, it's called synesthesia, which basically means that I see and sense color around people and places. Pretty much everything that I take in through my senses turns into a color or a shape or a form for me. And then I create paintings that offer messages of healing and hope for people. So if I see a color for you, it sort of tells me where you are dwelling in your physical, spiritual, or emotional body. And then I offer messages of love and hope and inspiration to help you find balance and support and healing. And it's really wonderful. I'm, I'm really happy that that's what I get to do every day.
2: That's so awesome. I love that. And when we first met, I, I was just in awe of uh, this uh, special quality that you have, um, which I think is, <laughs> is pretty amazing.
1: Thank you so much. Yes. It's pretty unique. There are, I think about 4% of people have something called synesthesia and there are various forms of it, but a lot of us are artists. So it's kind of interesting to see how we use it to create and to share that with people. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Well, the topic or the the step of the month is compassion. So, what can you share with us about what does compassion mean to you?
1: Oh my gosh, you know, I think when I think of compassion, I think it's really about finding a place in your heart where you can feel empathy and love and appreciation and respect for people that comes from a place inside of us that's almost innate. You know, it's like the Somebody gets a boo boo, you know. You have, somebody gets hurt or something. You find compassion for that, and you find a way to share in their pain, and then to find a way to help to he- respond to it through healing in whatever way that comes through for you individually. Yeah,
2: I love that, Terry. how How would you describe compassion?
0: I think compassion has a lot of synonyms, and I believe that for me, compassion means kindness, understanding, listening with a heart to understand, and uh, and love, and I believe that for me, it's my essential nature, and I need to give it to myself as well as share it with others.
2: Yeah, well so and so, Heather, how do you feel like understanding, as Terry was saying? How do you feel that that kind of plays into um, what you do with your clients?
1: hmm I think that, uh, like Terry said, you have to have compassion for yourself too, and I think that that's one of the things that I try to think about each day. I think we're all going through things, you know, everybody's got something that's happening in their lives and finding a place where you can express that love and gentleness and acceptance of someone is so important, just to be able to hold space for them and to to let them know that they're not alone, I think is so, so important. And so if I'm meeting with somebody to do a portrait for them or we're talking about Sort of where they might be feeling stuck in their lives, or maybe where they want to feel differently about something. I think it's really important to find that place for them to know that you are, you know, that you're approaching them without judgment, you know, and that you're uh, you're sitting in front of them with love and acceptance, and and letting them know that you see them and you hear them. And you know, for me, sitting across from somebody, letting them know that they're not alone. That I'm coming from a place of, of letting them see that, you know, I mirror a lot of what people are going through for myself, too. So I can always kind of find a place where I can relate to what someone might be going through and then to, to let them know that it's okay um, and that, you know, we're all experiencing something in our lives, good, bad, um, you know, there are health challenges, there are all sorts of things. But just to let them know that they're not alone and that there's always someone there to help support them. And I think that's really important.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think that's ultimately <laughs> what we all, like, want to know and want to feel is that acceptance, that that knowing that we're not alone, that uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: someone has our back.
1: Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that, yeah, it's
0: important when we're, we're working with clients or we're, you know, working with relationships and our work, or our family, that we, we understand that we all have needs, right? Mm-hmm. And the universal need is to be loved and accepted and to know you're valued and that you're good enough. And so sometimes we get caught up in our own needs without being understanding and empathetic about the other person's needs. And so mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just really true expression of compassion when we can look for the need underneath other people's behavior or words or actions and help, you know, help to fill that need while simultaneously understanding and filling our own needs and uh-huh. not putting one above the other. And I, I think that that, that can lead to compassionate communication, the self-compassion to, um, People being able to uh, support one another when we recognize that we all have needs, and and it's finding out what that need is, what's underneath that, you know, that behavior or that those words, because sometimes they're, you know, sometimes we're not always kind and and we're judging, judging, just like you said, you know. And I love Mother Teresa's quote about you can't love and judge at the same time. Mm -hmm. And if we're judging, then we absolutely don't have space for compassion. And so I just, um, I don't know, I just feel like looking for the need underneath people's behavior and words leads to compassionate communication. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I think that, Another thing that we talk about is seeing others' innocence, and I think that that, that is a very compassionate act as well. Um, but to also be able to see our own, you know, like we're all going to behave sometimes out of alignment with who we are. And and having compassion for ourselves um, and seeing our innocence um, helps us to have compassion for others when they're in that position of acting out of alignment with themselves and seeing their innocence um, and that it's it's not us or it's not them it's it's our fear or it's their fear and it doesn't define who we are.
1: Mhm. That's so true. And I think that, that that inner innocence is so important because it does kind of take us back to a compassionate place, right? If you think about yourself as a kid or a young person, you know, you would hope that you would treat that young little person with so much kindness and acceptance and love and and I think that if we can see each other in that way, that helps us to move into that place in our hearts where we can find instant compassion for someone where we imagine you know, maybe they're going through this for the first time on their own or maybe they've never experienced this before or maybe there's fear there um, yeah. and to just move with gentleness towards them Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that yeah giving
0: giving them yeah grace and I know one of the tools that we use in fearless living with our clients and I I practice myself uh is we have them get a picture of themselves when they were young so I have a picture of myself when I'm about four years old that I have in the front of my my calendar because I still have a paper calendar (laughs) and uh (laughs) I have that picture of myself there, and when I start to beat myself up or you know think I'm less than, uh, I'll look at that picture and I say, no way, I'm not going to ever tell that little girl that she can't do whatever she dreams of doing, and that she's less than you know less value than anyone else, and and that's just a a, a visual reminder of uh, having compassion for ourselves, and that's been a very useful tool to me and to many of our clients to uh some people have it as the whatever you call that on your phone the background on your phone or they have it you know on their their computer screen or whatever where they can be reminded daily that you know they are that little girl or that that little boy and and we would never tell that little person that they're not good enough you know and that's a a really helpful tool that uh that I've I've used and we share with our clients as well yeah
2: I love that absolutely mm-hmm. yeah I love that exercise. I used to have it as my as my safe screen or whatever you call it um, but I changed it to a picture of me with uh standing in front of wings that were drawn on the building but um but it's the same concept of seeing yourself as a certain uh, you know in a in a particular state and thinking of yourself in that way instead of another. Um, tonight, or the subtopic tonight is intuition. And so I'd love to hear, how does that play into compassion for you, Heather?
1: Oh, you know what? Um, I think, you know, we all have our own innate intuition, right? But I, one of the uh-huh. things that um, I learned as I was going through a coach certification training, of my own a couple of years ago was intuition in our coaching sessions. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of us, we, we kind of train the intuition away. You know, I think we're, mm-hmm. we're taught sometimes to, to go by the book or to go by whatever instead of go by your gut, you know, what does your gut tell you? Or what, what's your sense of the situation or what's your read of the situation? And so as we were doing our coach training, we would do these, mock, um, you know, one-on-one coaching sessions that would be, you know, looked at by our instructor and she would say, you know, what's your intuition telling you about this? And, and so, you know, it was really nice to kind of get back in touch with that aspect of yourself because I think your intuition plays a huge part in compassion because it's connected to your heart, right? When you're talking Uh to somebody, you feel like they're in pain or they're struggling with some struggling with something just to be able to go, you know, I feel like something's wrong here, like do you want to talk about it, or is there something that you're you're not sharing that you want to share and and to be able to just kind of trust yourself and then ask for permission to kind of go there and say like, "Are you okay? you know is something happening? Um, I think that plays a huge role in compassion. What do you think
0: yeah Absolutely. i i uh... A lot of times I do uh, modified Myers-Briggs with people and do a lot of leadership workshops. And, of course, when you get your formula for that, one of them is intuition, being intuitive. And there's mm-hmm. only about 27% of the population, you know, you're talking about 4% of the population who have your gift. There's only about 27% of the population that are intuitive. And so it is, it is something you can learn and you can uh, practice and you can cultivate but but some people have it innately uh to a greater yeah. degree than others and for me i i am highly intuitive and i it's for me it's connected directly to my spirituality
2: mm-hmm. and so
0: when i when i listen to my to my um spiritual guide which i call my heavenly father when i listen to god and the holy spirit that is my intuition and the more I listen to it and the more I follow it and the more I practice it the more intuitive I become
2: and mm-hmm. I believe
0: that that's true for everyone it, and like you said you can have it trained out of you you mm-hmm. can have it uh, you know discarded by you know by other people not understanding it or not recognizing it even as a, you know a, a cognitive process or a spiritual process and I think that it's the more you recognize it, and especially in coaching, I love that you brought that up, the more that you recognize it, and I am, I am sure that in your work, when you're doing your, your paintings, that your intuition is guiding you so much. And um, the more we listen to that, the more we follow that, the more we take action on those intuitive hits, those spiritual whisperings, those God winks, whatever you want to call them, Mm-hmm. The stronger that becomes in our relationships with ourselves and with others and with our with our higher power, so I think it's interesting that it is something that uh that can be cultivated, but it's also something that some people have to a greater
1: degree than others,
0: just innately
1: that is so true yeah. and I'm glad that you brought that up too. I think that your spirituality and your connectedness to your higher power and God, I think you can absolutely strengthen that intuition or that connection. And I think it's so easy to kind of, you know, say, well, how do you, how do you know that, you know, people are very quick to dismiss if you don't have facts, but to say, well, I just have a feeling. I just feel like Mm -hmm. I know, Mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of us, that's, that's so powerful. It's more powerful than Mm -hmm. a fact. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I bet you Mm -hmm. have, you have, when you're doing a
0: painting and then, your client just absolutely connects and resonates with that because you've been connected to that, to that intuition, to that higher power, to that, you know, synergy with another person. And mm-hmm. um I, I find that in coaching so much and, and just in my, in my everyday work, if I listen and I follow through and I take action, I'm able to serve more. I'm able to be a better example. I'm able to, you know be the person that i want to be because i am in tune with that with that uh, intuition that results in compassion and understanding and empathy i mean it just it leads you to that because it is a spiritual um for me it's a spiritual condition and spirituality for me is goodness you know it's love it's
1: pure love mm-hmm. yeah that's absolutely mm-hmm. true for me too yeah
2: yeah I love where this conversation is going. Um, I think <laughs> that intuition is so important. And for me, it comes down to trust, um, trusting my intuition, trusting that it's, it's, its if it's coming from me or if it's coming from a higher power and it's good to do it anyway. And that's where I can kind of get tripped up and, and just be like, oh, that's just a silly thought that came into my head. I don't need to follow through with that. But no, even if it is a silly thought that came into my head, if it's something good, I can follow up with it. I can move forward. I can say it. I can do it. I can, um, you know, um, take heed to uh, what I was prompted to do. And I think in some areas, areas of my life it's easier for me to do that than others um you know i have certain areas of my life where i have practiced listening to my intuition um and i and so i feel more comfortable with listening to those promptings and then i have areas of my life where i haven't practiced as much and it's still more of a challenge and i think that is just how life is but knowing that if you can do it in one area of li- of your life you can do it in all areas of your life. So, you know, not not giving up <laughs> and um, you know, just continuing to practice. Mhm.
1: Yeah, you're right. It is a practice. It's a discipline, right? So, you know, tuning mm-hmm. in and and being able to listen and hear is uh, I think a direct result of how much time you you know invite into your life for stillness and quiet and listening and being able to you know connect to that aspect of yourself where you you then become more confident with saying oh that wasn't me that was <laughs> that was a, a <laughs> god wink or um, you know a feeling or an intuitive hit or whatever it is that you want to call it but that your intuition is firing. And that you're you're there to catch it as it's coming by. Because I feel like it comes by very quickly. It kind of flies in and then flies out. <laughs> you have to be ready to grab it when it comes yeah. through. Yeah. yeah, If you
0: don't, so sure. it, you know, you select it, I think it comes less often. That's been my experience. Mm-hmm. If you just, very you true. know, like it. If you don't use it, you lose it. And it's... Uh, so I, I it's something I'm very aware of. I mean I'm you know, I'm later I'm in the third act of my life, maybe the fourth act, I don't know. Um oh, stop. and so I've learned you know, I've lived a long time and I I've learned what happens when you when you don't value or listen to your intuition and uh what happens when you do. So I've been able to to really recognize the power of of, of following through with with your intuition. hmm
1: Yeah, it's a gift. It definitely is a gift, and it's a tool, and mm-hmm. um, so important, and so so great that you said that too. Like when you connect to it, you really do, and then it grows because you get more comfortable and more confident. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I
0: think you're. I think that. I mean, I believe it's a source from from God, and mm-hmm. and I believe he's trusting you as well you know he's trusting that when when he shares this with you that that you're going to follow through and so he can trust that you're his disciple you're going to do the work for him because that's the only way he can do it right is through us helping each other and serving each other so i you know i just believe when i get those hits man i I write them down because (laughs) i forget And I I write them down and try to follow through as as soon as I can, you know, practice following through as soon as I can so that that person I'm supposed to be that, you know, serve, gets served, or that, uh, you know, that word I need to say, that action I need to take gets done. And I'm I'm, uh, serving, you know, God in that way.
1: That's so true, and I love that, too. You're right. If we don't pay attention, then, you know, maybe he's not going to, Come around and drop those little thoughts In anymore yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah. you, I think you're so Right you know even before this call I was Praying that you know let me be a channel Through which your word Comes in that you know I can Help support or to um, You know care for somebody Through mm-hmm. something that you offer for Me to be able to share yeah. um, And that's so powerful I, I I love that so much
0: Yeah and your
1: Work your work is uh
0: certainly evidence of uh, that trust you know because you're doing something that very few people have the gift to do and you're really helping people see I mean I I haven't seen your work I can't I'm just you know guessing they are able Mm -hmm. to see things that are important to them things that are special for them things that resonate with them and I would think on a on that on that spiritual
1: level yeah for sure for yeah. sure. It definitely, yeah. I have to get out of my own way when it comes to that and let the work do what it's intended to do and trust yeah. that if mm-hmm. there's something in that for that person that, that God will deliver it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And absolutely.
0: And that's got to, well, ladies. got to be so fulfilling. You know, that's got to be so fulfilling and and such a evidence of compassion, you know, compassion in in reality, you know, compassion on a on a, a canvas, you know.
2: Right there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well ladies, I am sorry to stop you. Um, uh, but we are almost out of time and I wanna give Heather <laughs> the opportunity to share with the audience anything that she would like to as well as how to get a hold of her.
1: Thank you so much. That time just flew right by. Um I am um, you know <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I'd love if folks want to follow along and just um, look at the work and understand a bit more about color and spirituality um, at um, Instagram at Heatherac Artist. And then I have a couple of free gifts on my website that folks can get can grab at um, HeatherEck.com dot com slash thank you. Um, I have a monthly digital print that I send out to people with a calendar that they can print out or use as their phone wallpaper, and then a printable um, guide about colors and chakras and healing and how color can be supported for them. So I'd love if if folks wanted to grab those. um, It'd be great or just to reach out and say hi. I'd love connecting with people and sharing, um, you know, my spirituality, my compassion, um, and my love for people that way. Well, thank you guys so much That's for having so me awesome. tonight.
2: Yeah, thank you. And please go into the group, Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations, and put the links to that so that our listeners can have that easy one-click access. Um, okay. And uh, because I love, I'd love to click on over and get some of those things too. Um, I I always like to learn more and up my awareness and. That sounds. Those sound like some tools that I could use. Awesome. That's great. That's so great. Well, thank you so much for being on with us. We truly appreciate it. We hope you had a good time with us. We did with you.
1: Thank you both so much. It's been an honor, and I've really enjoyed our conversation tonight. I appreciate you both. Thank you. Thank
2: you. We want to remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about the Fearless Living Institute, please go to fearlessliving.org. If you want to know more about Terry and I, please go to fearlessgenerations.org, and you can find out all about everything we're doing, our workshops, the retreat we're putting on this year that we're super excited about, um, all of the past episodes of the podcast, as well as more and more and more. And don't forget that there are Terry Talks every weekday available to you to go straight to your email, or you can find them on Facebook or LinkedIn. Please, please, please keep coming back. Share us with your friends. We love being able to share the 12 Steps to Freedom with you and to support you in knowing how to be more fearless until next week everybody be fearless be fearless good night heather good night everybody thank you lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line
0: at the deli i guess haha in my dentist's office